Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Stronghold. As always, my name is Sean, and I will be your host and dungeon master for the next hour as we follow Draman, Freddy, and Thomas in their great adventure through Elfland. Before we get back into the story, however, let's recall what happened last week, where, due to a complete breakdown in communication, the party members each did their own thing for a while. Draman picked berries with Azra, Freddy went joyriding on some lightly stolen horses as he looked for his companions, and Thomas, in addition to trying to kill woodland animals, also stole a pie. Now finding themselves ejected from Azra and Modril's homestead for the aforementioned pie theft, they follow Thomas into the woods of a late afternoon in search of the family's ancestral home, where Thomas thinks that he can find more information on the woods where the ancient, ancient elves go to walk in peace forever at the end of their days. In true Thomas fashion, of course, he has told his party members nothing about this, and, well, it's just anyone's guess why they follow him anywhere. All right, let's get back to the action now. So just so you know, it is getting on towards four o'clock in the afternoon at this point. You've wasted an entire day. <laughs> I wouldn't say wasted. I, I, I would. would. <laughs> I will 100% definitively here and now say wasted. Um, I would. I, mean, agree I got with a it. pie out of it. We got a level out of it, right? No. <laughs> you got almost. You got like a negative level. negative half a level from this. <laughs> And so you're walking through the woods, and again, it's the same terrain that you are used to, the same terrain that you had to cross to get here from your clown ship, the, the rolling hills, the rocky forest floor, the deciduous trees everywhere, and the ever-present undergrowth. And with Thomas's wayfinding ability, you're able to make a, a decent pace through the woods, uh... But as night begins to fall, you do not know how close or how far you are from this end goal of Thomas's. Are we stopping, guys? No, we're close. Are we? How, how close, close are we? Thomas, you do not think you're very close. We're close. Like, how close? Close. Give us a distance. Uh, a few miles. All right. I'll cast light. On a stick next to who's leading the party? I am. Oh. I'll cast a light on a stick that's kind of like in your general vicinity. Okay. For um, you to pick up. Just use the femur. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> you have a glowing <laughs> femur. I draw the femur of a light. It is still glowing, just as brightly as ever. Now you have a glowing stick too. Um, I'm just carrying both around like. Uh, so I am in the front, but as it gets darker, uh, I need direction. So I'm going to motion for Thomas to take the lead since you said it's close. So I guess I believe that. How long are you going to hike, Thomas? We're going to just keep walking. All through the night? Most of it. All right. So it's dark and it is very hard to see. And the light, it shines in its 30 foot circle. 
but beyond that is darkness and navigation becomes quite difficult. You are able to keep your general bearing, but everything else is more or less a coin toss. I are we close? An hour here? has passed since you said it was close. I um, feel like we would have got there. Yeah, this is It's only a few more miles. Well, that's what you just said. Yeah, it hasn't it's only been about a mile, so it's only a few In more. In an hour? Yeah, we've been no. going slow. No. We've been going slow. I'm staying right here. I sit down, crisscross applesauce. Okay. I gotta agree with Freddie. It doesn't seem like you know where you're going, man. Oh, I know where I'm going. I can't be lost. Never lost. You may never be lost, but you're you're definitely not telling us something. Yeah, it's only a few more miles. It's always a few more miles. I'm staying right here. I'm also gonna start to make a uh, a a camp, makeshift camp, because okay. I don't think we should go any further tonight. You set up two thirds of a camp, Thomas. What do you do? I guess I'm going to stop and make camp as well. <laughs> you were halfway debating just running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you set up camp. Are you going to do a watch system tonight? Yeah. Okay. You set up camp. You rotate through your watch. And you wake up the next morning all still fairly tired. But it is, it's light again. And navigation returns to being easy. Right. I'm going to cast mage armor on myself. Okay. And you walk for... The full day this time, you munch on your rations as you go, and you climb and descend hill after hill, and you ford small streams, and everyone make perception checks, please. Thomas, go ahead and make with advantage. 24. Okay. And Draman? That's what, 24. And Freddy? 10. (laughs) Draman and Thomas, you notice that the wildlife is starting to become more and more frequent. In the earlier part of the day, you'd see maybe a deer here or maybe a deer over there. Now you see groups of deer regularly and birds and forest goats and a boar and all types of animals with increasing regularity and increasing boldness on their part. They do not run as you pass them by. Uh, They keep their distance. They don't come up to you. They're not eating out of your hands. But they are much less skittish than you are used to forest animals being. Hmm. Must be some people nearby. Or at least a a small settlement. Yeah, I guess if the wildlife's being more more scared about stuff. Hmm. I don't know if that's good or bad. They're being less scared about stuff. Yeah, they're being less scared. Oh, oh, okay. Um, They're being less skittish. Uh, they're less likely to run away. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. Um, Does that mean that there's yeah. people around? It's like how there's a... But it means they're don't used to people, people hunt them? Yes. Then wouldn't they be scared if they were used to people? No, because they don't hunt them all the time. And if they're in a large pack, they have more confidence. It's the same thing at like a zoo. They're so used to people will walk up to like the glass and stuff. Yeah, and but they don't get away. hunted at the, <laughs> at the zoo. But that they still Harambe. have... The, they still have the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the ones that get hunted are usually not around long enough to pass that <laughs> knowledge true. on. That's true. That's They're true. like, ah, treachery this whole time. Yeah. So Curse like, you, son, but it, inevitable to betrayal. It's the reason, like, they're running away is if the ones, like, running away is they're not used to seeing people. So if they're actually not, like, just flat out running away, but they're not still coming up to us, like, eat out of our hand, that means people aren't raising them and, like, hand-feeding them. But they're so used to seeing people and smelling people. 
All right. It's not this weird two-legged thing running around trying to murder him all the Checks time. Checks out. Checks out. Does it? Thomas Logic. Semi-checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing in the direction that you've been going, passing through all these animals with the assumption that you might actually be near a settlement this time, before too much more time passes, around two o'clock in the afternoon, you arrive at the edge of a clearing. The first clearing, the first real sizable clearing that you have encountered since you entered the woods, since you got off your clown ship. What was it? Two, three days ago? Yeah. And it starts at pretty much the base of a large hill. And as you come out of the forest and into that clearing, you see scattered across the grassy hill slopes herds of goats and other animals. Some woodland, some that you recognize as what would be farm animals back home, but not a shepherd in sight. And at the top of the hill, there are buildings. Not one or two, not another homestead, not another little family cabin. It looks like the top of this hill is crowned with an actual honest-to-God's settlement. The buildings are fairly uniform in construction. It looks like they're made of field stones to about four feet off the ground and made of dark wood from there on up with tall, steeped roofs. And at the very top, there is a large building that looks different from the rest. It stands out in that where the rest are all in some way elegant in the way that you've come to associate with elven buildings. This is blocky and utilitarian. It's, it's square and it's made almost entirely out of stone. It looks like it would fit in better in the giant's palace grounds than here, except that it is built for much more mundane size, of course. You can tell that people are up there in that settlement. There's smoke coming from the roofs, and you can hear the clang of hammers and the just general sounds of people. Well, I think we should probably cautiously approach it. Uh, maybe do some sneaking around to scoop it out, see if we can see uh, what's going on in there. Do you trust Thomas to do that after what happened at the... I, I, I didn't do anything. Pie. I didn't do anything. That's all Freddy's fault. I literally sat there. Yeah, you were being weird. Says the one that shoved pie in their bag of holding. Because it's my pie. I mean, that's kind of sound reasoning. So... Yeah, okay. So, Thomas, do you think you could go check this out a little closer why don't we without just, attacking or killing anyone? Why don't we just walk up into the town? You can. I Well, I hold on. Do you think that's a good idea for us all to do? Yeah. Freddie, how do you feel about that? No matter what, I'm going to stand out in the town. How about one or two of us will go in, and Thomas, you kind of circle around. I mean, it's, it looks like a Sneaky fairly sneaky. standard town. You got the person in charge is, has the biggest house, and then there's all the other people that live there. I don't know. If we're going to go in, we probably should stay together in case, in case anything goes down. We can at least be together. Just remember, don't... Don't accept any uh, challenge fights. If they start listing off their whole name to you, don't say anything to them. 
Or you could just, you know, come up with another name. It's super long. No, no, no. That or mean, that means some Thomas that someone go up to the fight you. Go up to the big house and knock on the door, and you just start yelling stuff. I can do that. Go for it. So you're right. just gonna go challenge the big house. But Freddie has to come with me. I'll come with you. We will all go with you. Can you, you cast know mage armor on me? Nope. Because you have armor. Can only use it if you don't have armor. Ah. That is an actual rule. <laughs> <All right>. Just <laughs> ma- just making sure. <laughs> that's that's the voice of God again. <laughs> We've heard him. That sounded a whole lot more serious than when I asked for true insight. Yeah, I know. Oh, his belly, I guess. He was actually paying attention this time. (laughs) Every once in a while. He's not fucking with you. That's real. Oh, okay. Thank you, God. (laughs) Thanks. Thomas is a cleric now. Everyone's a cleric now, except (laughs) Draman, who the gods don't talk to anymore. (laughs) Ouch. Bitch. (laughs) So he should have been a druid. At least I got a femur. This would have been a druid's paradise. We're all going into town while Thomas challenges. The... No, no, I'm not doing it. You can't so, kill me off that quickly. I'll die on my own terms. <laughs> no one else's. Well, that would have been your no own one else's. terms. No. <laughs> you coerced me into it. Trickery. I literally didn't do anything except suggest it. Exactly. So you slog your way up this hill slope, and it's one of those hills that is steeper than it looks from the bottom. And soon it leaves you out of breath and the sun is beating down and it is hot and it feels almost reminiscent of home in many ways, almost reminiscent of Caton. The first thing you notice is that despite looking like a fairly substantial settlement, at least as large as Caton, if not larger, there is no wall. There are no defenses to this town. Neither are there any real roads coming to or from it that you can see and you feel like the the area that you're headed up to the part of town that you're looking at right now is the equivalent of sort of this town's entryway this town's front door does it look like they have a like a tavern of any kind or an inn? <laughs> you can't tell. You're not in the town yet. I'd say at this point, you're about 250 feet away, and you can start to make out details of the buildings that you're looking at. Is there any specific pieces of information, of description that you want before you enter the town proper? Can we look for a building like that? Once you get into town. Okay. Guys, we should look for the, the tavern. That's where a lot of people... Gather together, we can get some information. Yeah, you just want a drink. On the outside of the town, is there any recognizable insignia or crest or anything? No. Uh, there are no pennants snapping in the breeze. There are no banners or insignias, crests, or any of the like that would identify ownership or are there any, nation. Are there horses? Um, none that you can see at the moment. Are there any guards? No guards. Uh, you can see in that small sort of four square. Uh, the the front door, as I described it. A little opening in the buildings, larger than the gaps between most of the others on the side. You do see people. People dressed like Linen Run or Azra and Modril. And they haven't taken notice of you yet. They talk amongst themselves. And as you approach and you enter that little square, maybe just 80 feet by 80 feet, with a little tree growing out of the center and some type of small 
shrine that you can't really identify sitting at the base of that tree. And you are in town, and you recognize the words that you hear around you as elven, and you see many people going about their business up and down the streets, a lot of them talking to one another. There are a lot of porches on these houses, uh, most of which are decorated with people sitting in chairs and idling away the day. Do we see the tavern? You do not see anything <laughs> that... Really... <laughs> all of the buildings have the same sort of look about them. They are roughly the same size. They are simple construction with mm. a simple peaked roof that runs left to right as you look at them when you're standing in the street. Uh, the street goes left and it goes right and it looks like it curls around somehow to wind its way up the hill to the top. And on each side of the street, there's a, a row of these houses. And you notice that what you are not seeing is shops. There's no one displaying wares for sale. There are no carts of apples or produce or meats or chickens being sold like there was in Caton, like there was in every rural village and town back in Eidoron. Here it's just people talking to one another. And there are supplies, there is food, there are chickens even running about. But you do not see commerce. Should we head up to the big building? Yeah. Cautiously. Don't challenge anybody. Just kind of stroll straight up to the big building. All right. Um, which way do you go? Left or right? Right. Left. Please decide. Left. Right. Drummond, which way are you going? Right or left? I, I'm not going to be part of this. <laughs> I want to. I want to just watch them trying to decide which direction to go. Right. Yeah, we're going to get to PvP. Rock paper scissors in the town square. Rock paper scissors. Yeah. Oh, what would it be in Iron? Shoe, shield, sword. We have shoes here. <laughs> yeah, but you can kick the shield with a sword with the your your shoe. Rock shears leather. Mm. Rock shears leather. <laughs> it's not a bad replacement. Uh, Has almost the same flow as rock paper scissors. Yeah, but like a shield will block a sword. Sword impales foot. Hero dragon treasure. Yeah, hero dragon treasure. Um, so, uh, hero beats treasure, treasure beats dragon, dragon beats hero. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Hero, dragon, treasure. Why does hero build beat treasure? Because it collects a treasure and then brings it back to sell. But apparently they can't kill the dragon. I mean, statistically, correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So hero, dragon, treasure. So how do we do this? We just yell? Just do the hand symbols. Which one is what, though? Rock, Um, paper, scissors? Rock is... Dragon? It actually doesn't matter because (laughs) the rules are the same. (laughs) Just just do it. Just play rock, paper, scissors, and we'll deal with it later. (laughs) Which is which. We'll fix it in post. It literally doesn't matter. Do Uh, Dragon Hero Treasure. (laughs) Ready? Come on, Thomas. On the count of three. One, two, two, three. three. What? No. I can't. just beat you. I saw you. I'm gonna say like I'm going. No, that was a, that was paper. I'm gonna try to deceive him. It was paper. All right, roll it your was. deception check, Freddie. Roll your insight check, and just go ahead and add twenty five to it. I'm trying to role play, and you're ruining my gaming experience. <laughs> he saw you I throw saw you. dragon, and you're he, ruining the he gaming experience. Treasure, okay, he won. 
Treasure beats dragon. We're going right. Fine. That's how we're going to play rock, paper, scissors from now on. <laughs> uh, the fun fact is that it doesn't really matter. Uh, you, <laughs> you are you serious? Right? Yeah. <laughs> you made us do this? <laughs> you could have said it doesn't matter. We still would have done it. But the characters don't know that. So you It's s- better than PvP. That was PvP. So you set off to the right. Literally. And you pass one house after another. And they all have their distinguishing characteristics. Some of the people, they notice you walk past and they give you definitely odd looks. But nobody comes up to introduce themselves. No one comes up to question you. What are you doing here? They either don't notice you or let you go about your business in peace. And as you wind up the hill going uh, counterclockwise towards the top, you get almost to the very top. Just around the corner is that great stone building. But in front of you, there's another one of these squares, one of these common meeting areas. Uh, This one's a little bit larger, about 120 feet on a side. And the houses, the buildings here are grander. Some of them have a second story to them. All of them are a little bit larger. And the one immediately in front of you looks like a large meeting hall of some sort, similar to some of the guild halls that you saw in Addo or some of the other large towns. But it's two stories, and the full 120-foot width of the square. And again, this square has couple of small trees growing up between what little paving stones have been placed down, and there's a well in the middle. Freddy, having been on the lookout for a tavern the entire time, I can tell you, <laughs> you haven't seen any likely-looking building yet, but if you had to pick a building that looked most like a tavern, it would be that that large building just in front of you. Um, doesn't look super like a tavern. But at least a place for... A lot of people to gather. Sure. Definitely. Cool. I'll go check it out. Okay. You go up, and there's a large set of double doors in front of you. Um, the They're flanked on either side by benches set up against the wall, and there are a number of windows. Uh, but you go up to the door, and you notice that it is slightly ajar, and you definitely hear voices on the inside. Can I hear any of it like do i understand any words not really whoever is talking on the inside they're speaking in incredibly rapid elvish i'll uh, knock on the door okay there's no immediate answer but as you knock the gap in the door is widened a little bit it's dark in there and a little cool knock again it's a little more open maybe Three or four inches. Knock again. You're just going to knock until it's open? Yep. So you knock until the door. (laughs) That's the stupidest way to open a door. I don't want to interrupt their conversation. Uh, By interrupting their conversation. Right, you're just interrupting it slowly. And and the more that you open the door, the more you hear that there are actually a number of different conversations going on all at the same time. And when you look inside, it has in many ways the aesthetic of some of the bars that you've seen. Uh, There are tables scattered here and there. There is a large fireplace at the very far end. And another actually 
another fire pit right in the middle. There are stairs that go up to the second floor on both sides and doors at the top of the stairs. And then I'd say two doors on either side of this large rectangular room that you come to. But what you notice more than anything else is that this room is covered on all four walls from the floor to the ceiling with animal trophies. There are stag antlers, uh, enormous racks, 16 point, 20 point racks everywhere. There are boar tusks mounted on panels. There are the claws of beasts that you don't recognize and all sorts of trophies of hunting. And near the door, there is a set of about three racks set up. Have you ever seen uh, ski racks outside of a ski lodge? Set up like that. Except instead of skis, they are unstrung longbows. Hmm. And each one looks a little bit different than the last, but sitting there, waiting to be used. And right now, there are about six elvish men and three elvish women scattered about in three small groups, talking to one another. You do not see a bar. I was just about to ask. Uh, is any of them Modril? Um, No, not that you can see right now. Any of them look related to Modril? <laughs> uh, perception check? It's a natural 20. <laughs> it rolled off the table, dude. It's a four. Nope. I rolled a nat 20. No, the floor rolled a nat 20 for being a floor. Good job, floor. We love you. Way to stay grounded. But um, <laughs> No, they all look like elves in there. <laughs> Some so, I mean, of them like, are female. I mean, maybe vaguely. They all got pointy ears. They so. all look related. Right? That's racist. <laughs> well, from the way that they talk about each other, they're all cousins anyway. So, um, are there any of them that are kind of like either one or two at a table? Yes. Off to the sort of middle backish on the left side, uh, just in front of one of those staircases, there are two men talking to each other, seated at one of the tables. They each have a cup, and there is a one of those stone bottles that you recognize sitting on the table between them. Oh, yeah. I go running up to that table. They give you a very odd look, and they ask you a question, which you can roll an intelligence check to see if you understand. A seven. They ask you a question. (laughs) (laughs) I shrug a little bit, and I ask for a drink. (laughs) As soon as you start... (laughs) speaking and they give you a very odd look they can tell you are a non-native speaker of elvish uh they didn't tell that by the way i looked apparently not (laughs) um apparently it's it's the speech that raises their eyebrows that tipped them off (laughs) and they ask you another question let's see if this one does any better an eight (laughs) they sure ask a lot of questions here how I keep going up by one. Draman and Thomas, you yeah. saw Freddy take off in the direction of this large building without saying much of anything about it to you. Uh, uh, you saw him go up and knock the door open, <laughs> tap one tap at a time, 
and enter into the dark interior. And beyond that, you've lost him. <laughs> he must have found the tavern. What a weird... I'm going! Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, must have found the tavern. Yeah, I guess. I, I've never seen someone slow knock a door open before. <laughs> he's uh, feeling the itch. He's a weirdo. Um, Do you want to just keep walking up to the big house? No, we should that, we should go get him, so I'm going to walk in slowly after him. Okay. You see him talking to two strange elven men over in the back left of this long room decorated with its various hunting trophies and longbows. And... Like I said, about six men, three women. The rest of them, the remaining seven, are split into two groups. One of three, one of four. Okay. Do I, do I seem engaged in super awkward conversation? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll <laughs> do go I ahead. at least have a drink? No. I keep asking. They keep responding with more questions. <laughs> and, Drummond, by the time you get about halfway to where he's engaged in this super awkward conversation, one of the men he's talking to shouts over to the other groups and is waving his hand over to Uh-oh. everyone. This is good. This is definitely good. And they look around curiously and get up and start moving in that direction, bringing their own drinks with them uh, if they have them. Not everyone does. Can I overhear the questions that they're asking him? Uh, make an intelligence check, please. I, so better I can't, than I can't overhear him. You can okay. overhear. I want to see how well you understand. Ooh, I don't. Um, five. Um, no, they're <laughs> still speaking a little fast. Okay. Yeah, that's her. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm going to continue to make my way. Over to where he's at. Okay. By Is the this going to turn into a fireball situation? By the time you get over there, you, or Freddy, and by extension you, are surrounded by strange elves, all of whom are taking turns, asking you questions, rapid fire, one after another. Thomas, what are you doing I'm going to like knock very loudly on the doorframe like, with my fist, like with the back of my hand on the doorframe to try to get the, one of their elves' attention. Close the door and knock, knock it back open again. <laughs> No, because apparently that didn't do anything. They didn't know I was here. The whole crowd of them, all nine, are now engrossed in these two new strangers that they have to interrogate, I suppose. I'm and they do not notice you. walk up to one of the ones at the edge of the crowd and like mm-hmm. tap him on the shoulder. He turns around. I'm going to hand him my spare amulet. Uh, he's briefly shocked uh, or stunned, doesn't know quite what to do, but he takes it just reflexively. And I'm going to like mind putting it on. Uh, yeah, uh, he does that immediately. He seems to know what this is and what it's for. So, hello, how are you? Uh, well, are you bringing goods to trade? No, I just don't speak your language. Really? What language do you speak, then? Alish. I don't know that language. Where are you from? A different place. The land of all. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say a different Ish. place. <laughs> uh, are you with these two? Yes. Oh my gosh. And he turns around. Yeah, he signs, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> he turns around and craning craning his neck to uh, sort of get his voice above all of the others, he starts speaking to his, his friends, his fellow villagers, and pointing at Thomas. And they all turn around. And now their attention is divided fairly evenly between the three of you. Oh boy. Um, yes, lots of questions all coming at you very quickly. 
Thomas, you're the only one who can currently communicate with them. You do see that one of the men sitting down taps a younger looking one who then goes running off and out of this place. Where is he going? He's going to get and he starts making a very long sign that you can tell is a name, but it doesn't translate very well via the amulet. I'm uh, like, hold on a hand. I was like, stop, stop, <laughs> please stop. But, and he stops. And he's like, you okay? Uh, that's the name of the person who's in charge of this settlement? Uh, Yeah, the person whose home this is. So he owns all of these homes? Or just the big one? Well, this is his home. Uh, we're just... I guess the rest of us are just visiting. I don't understand. So does he own all the land? or does, uh, you... The person he's going to get, this is his family home. And his family lives here, and his friends who have come to visit, they live here too, for the time being. You really aren't from here, are you? Fascinating. Uh, do they not? Do you not visit friends and family in your land? No, it takes too long most of the time. There's usually one person in charge who owns all the land, and then everyone else is living under servitude to that one person. This is a very. And, this yeah. means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and he he starts getting into this conversation with you about what Eideron is like, and. Just astounded by everything that you can, even the most mundane things that you can think to All right, say. I'm going to hold up my hand again. I'm like, stop, please. My friend here wants a drink. I'm going to point to Freddy. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's no problem. And he goes off and he goes through one of those doors and comes back through uh, a moment later, carrying several of those stone bottles and clutching in his hand. Three cups. And he puts them on the closest table to the three of you, and he fills them all up. And he hands one to each. I see the necklace and sign thank you. He says, oh, you have one of these too. How convenient. We all do. We can't speak this language. Are you, are you Duar? No. No. Only Duar have these. We're human. We got them from one. They, you must be a great friend to them in that case. They yeah. don't give these out very often. They are very secretive about their magic. You could say that. Yeah. So we are human. I don't know what that hand signal means. It is you. I'm going to say it like you are the people who are descended of the gods and blessed and walk among them. Okay. So to us, oh, you, you almost would, had it that time. Yeah, almost. <laughs> I just gotta say it enough and it comes to me. <laughs> to us, you would be elves. That is an odd sounding word. So short. I you don't are, like it very much. You are just in stories where we're from. So I mean I like So you must come from a very and anyway, so this conversation it goes on. <laughs> and as you start talking to him all as a group, he translates for his fellows. And shortly thereafter, uh, there comes through the door a what in this elven land passes for a very powerfully built man who is still stature-wise hardly measures up against Draman or Thomas or even really Freddy. He strides in with an aura of confidence and presence that commands everyone else 
unbidden to silence their questions. And he walks up to you, Thomas, since you're the one who came in last, you're the one closest to the door. He walks up to you and he starts speaking in Elvish and asking you more questions, but in a much more authoritative and commanding, but not hostile tone of voice. I'm going to ask the person that has Amulet in front of me, he's like, who's talking to me? This is the name that you didn't want me to sign. Is there a shortened version of his name? Like, we know someone named Lynn, someone named Run, someone named Modrill. Oh, that sounds weird. Um, They had the long, fancy name that you're trying to give me. But for us humans, they had a shorter one. So we could actually talk. Like, my name would be Thomas. Thomas, yes. You would be? Oh, I guess my name would be Shale. All right, Shale. And then who is talking to me? Um, The person who owns this. I don't know what. Maybe Harnet? Oh, the dragon killer person. Oh, so you've heard of him. Yeah, from the dragon he's supposed to kill. Um, And he turns to Harnet <laughs> and bruh, bruh. And we just got here. <laughs> he turns to Harnut and pat, pats him on the back. And Harnut, he swells up a little bit. He knows you've heard about him. Uh, his story <laughs> precedes him. And that pleases him. And he sees the, the amulet on the neck of Shale. And he asks for it. It's handed over. And he starts signing to you. And he says, who are you? Thomas. And it is a pleasure to meet you, Thomas. I am, and he, you can see him consciously stop his hands and sort of put them down, and he starts in on his name. And it takes the normal length of time, which are, is I mean, it doesn't take many minutes. To I'm going to stop him halfway and say, you are Harnet, right? And he pauses, a little taken aback, before starting in again, <laughs> only... From the beginning. <laughs> Not from the beginning, but he does back up, you know, a, a distance. And he continues. And so probably all told, it took about six and a half, seven minutes. You're at, when he stops, Thomas is just going to have like a glassy look in his eyes. Don't mind him. This, like, draw, <laughs> drawing a parallel to this, it is kind of funny because their perception of time and how long it takes. It's like if Colin introduces himself and he's like, I'm caught, and you interrupted him and be like, too long. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but for Thomas, Call it. nope. For Thomas, it's like just I'm, mm. yeah. I'm, mm. For Thomas, it's just like I can't even understand half of what you're saying. He's telling you a story, man. The story of his ancestors. That makes it even worse. It's like you're telling your family story, and it's like nope, shut it down. I did nope. exactly. That's did why he that was like taken aback. Easier in this in this community. Well, anyway, I mean, it's also really bad consequence because they'll just murder you. They're not murder you. They'll just fight you until they take all your stuff. Anyway, stealing their identity. So we came here to find you. We were at your sister and brother's house. Uh, Azra. Yes. Oh, is she well? Yes. She's very angry. Thomas. Why is she so angry? I mean, I'm not surprised, but what? What this time? <laughs> I don't. Thomas, know. don't. <laughs> She was mad about I'm him. saying Why? this in human. I'm not citing this. Thomas, stop. He's going to... Stop. He's going to find out one way or another. No, stop. He might as well be open. No. What happened? He, he sees how you're looking at him. So, 
What did you do? I cut a pie. And she got mad and started kicking us out of the house. When you break it down like that, it's like, <laughs> why is she so furious? I cut a pie. Yeah, that, that's why. That's I asked because my... Thomas is an idiot and he doesn't know how to explain his side of the story. No, that's him explaining his side of the story. That's how he sees it. I cut a pie. Yeah, he just cut a pie and then he got kicked out of the house for cutting the pie. Well, apparently you have no social skills because if that's how you perceived that, yeah, he's a sociopath. <laughs> Or just has the you know the developmental processing of maybe like a five year old is no more likely. I, like a lot of his stuff is not malicious. Anyway, uh, he, he responds. That honestly does not sound too unlikely. <laughs> so she, okay. Well, that makes us feel better. I feel offended. She was now. very upset. I mean, I, I'm anyway, not gonna sign. I'm offended, but I'm gonna. She say threw I'm hot pie on my face for no reason. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> Glad I could make you laugh. She threw hot pie on me. So, welcome to my home. Wait here for just a moment, please. Uh, please, enjoy the, the drinks while you wait. I will be back momentarily. Oh, I will. And he goes to the back right of the room and up those stairs and through the door at the top. And he returns maybe a few minutes later. A few minutes during which you are continue, continuously questioned about the land that you come from and how you got here, all via Elfin. Drummond, you pick up a few questions here and there, and you try to respond. You do a decent job, and they're thrilled that you can speak any Elvish at all. He returns a few minutes later, coming down the stairs with something drawn over his back. Three somethings, actually. And he comes up to you, and he says... Here, allow me to present these to you as welcome gifts. And he lays on the table three long bags. They're pulled shut with a drawstring at the very top. They're each about three feet long and maybe only four or five inches wide. Are there bows in there? You don't know. Freddy, go pick one out. No, I'm good. Thank, thank you? Thank you. What? Um, and he says here. Take it. And he's holding one up to you, Drummond, since you're the I, one talking to him. Well, I take it and I say thank you and... You feel a sword inside. A Ooh. whole sword. It's heavy like a sword. has an edge like a sword. Sword sword. can tell it's a sword because the way that it is. It's a diamond sword. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and drink my sword sword or my diamond sword. Um, so I like how Sean doesn't understand half of the references we say. <laughs> He's just looking at us like, you guys are so dumb. <laughs> I'm I, mean, just judging I just you. want to know what happens when, <laughs> when you get the sword. You're totally right. Um, so I, uh, am, am a little taken aback and a little shocked. And I ask, um, uh, what, th thank you. This is a, a, a great gift. Why do we deserve a gift like this? It is a welcome gift since you are coming to my place i give you a thing do you not do gift giving in your land no this is better than the stable we do um but it's normally much less uh extravagant than uh this wonderful sword weapons are expensive exactly and that is why i'm giving you them you must be very wealthy I try to be as generous as I can. 
Well, we appreciate that's, that's it. That's a rich person. That's rich person. <laughs> You're rich. We're comfortable. You're rich. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, Only a rich person says I'm comfortable. Yeah, we're comfortable. <laughs> what do you drive? You know, just a Tesla. You're rich. Um, okay. Uh, Freddie and Thomas, are you going to take yes. the swords? And you do. And as you take them out, you see that they are long swords. They are just very, very well made, slightly curved, very light long swords. And not they magic look swords. Silvery. Are they masterwork? They are. I don't know what that means in five E, but plus one. <laughs> it's plus one to hit, but not plus one to damage. That's what it used to mean anyway. <laughs> so does that mean you add plus one to the attack roll? Yeah. But okay. not to the damage roll. And they look silvery. They look like they are all made out of one metal. Maybe one piece of metal, maybe just one type of metal. It's hard to say, construction-wise. But they are very bright silvery. They looked extremely polished, almost to a mirror finish. And, you know, you, you look at them, and he, he stands there glowing as you appreciate their fineness. And he stands up very straight and clasps his hands behind his back and doesn't say anything and everyone stops talking and they're just looking at you now would we have gotten any sense would i have learned any sense of what is the appropriate thing to do at this moment um by being with linen run um linen run didn't go through this ritual with you that seemed like a very different situation they didn't do gift giving they just took you into their home i'm going to not sign anything but talk to Draman and thomas Mm-hmm. without really, like, kind of looking at them. Are we supposed to be bowing right now? Yeah, what do we do? I'm going to give him the sword back and say, thank you for the gift. Here's one in return. You can't give it back? I, I can't carry anymore. Don't you have a bag of holding, dude? I. It's got I pie in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't understand. I have so many weapons. I guess I could give him a battle axe. Why haven't you sold stuff? I, I have. I just pick them up. Bring, you <laughs> Why do you pick up everything you find? Because I'm a loot goblin. <laughs> this is not Skyrim. You can't. <laughs> I have a bag of holding now. <laughs> I eat all the cheese. Yeah. I eat all you, the cheese. You tried that. <laughs> it didn't work. It was a rough week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also tried to sculpt the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> that got melted by a dragon. It was such a weird period. <laughs> the dragon came Thomas's out. Cheese? <laughs> Okay, um, I... Actually, I'm gonna... So what are you going to do, Thomas? I'm gonna hand him a battle axe that I have and say, I have a gift for you in return. Where did you get this one? From uh, the merchant. Alright, so you hand him the battle axe you got from a merchant. I'm not sure if we described it before, but let's call it a... A one-bit axe, but with intricate carvings on the head and wrapped in leather and steel wire. And he takes it from you uh, almost reverentially. He puts it down and he signs, thank you for this gift, Thomas. You are welcome to stay at my home for as long as you like. Thank you. I don't have anything to give him. I Like, this is all I got. I'm going to, like, slide you my last remaining dagger. <laughs> I'm going to look you dead in the eyes I'm doing this. Like, you, you owe me. <laughs> I'm going to say in our language, like, 
you owe me. No, I'll find something to get. I'll find. I'll no, find no, something. this is like. I don't want to owe you anything. No, it's like, just take the dagger. <laughs> like, I you really don't want to owe you anything. But you can't give him any yourself. Uh, I don't carry anything. The only thing I have is a backpack and a staff. Okay. And now a sword. Uh, I. You have your quarter staff. Well, no, we broke that. You oh, yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> I forget doing what, but I remember it's super broken. We were leveraging open the chest. Yeah, yeah. you're using it as a lockpick. <laughs> yeah. We broke the crap out of that thing. I thought you broke it over my head when I wasn't getting up. No. No, no. that was just a random branch. Yeah. yeah. You didn't deserve the full quarter staff <laughs> treatment. Uh, I kind of lay the sword down on the ground by my feet. And say thank you again, and kind of like give a a very gracious bow. Okay, he does not display any type of response that you can see. Uh, just looking at you, and I motion again. This sword is much too great for me. I don't have anything to give for this. And he replies, "Oh, what? Of course not. I wouldn't." I wouldn't dream of accepting anything from you. You are an honored guest and welcome to stay with me for as long as you like. Thank you. I want to try and do the same thing I did with the merchant where I took a piece of rope and I No, and don't. I, and I <laughs> oh made God. it in a circle and then I turned and then I cast the fire on it. Really? Yeah. Roll a stealth check, please. Okay. Can I help him? I'm going to kind of like <laughs> body block do you yeah, know what I, he's doing? Can though? I get advantage? No, I'm gonna, he's going to look at me. He's probably like in desperation. Yeah. Like, what do I give him? I'm okay, like, um, make your roll. Do do I, I, he's helping me. Do I, do I get advantage? Does sure. It... Oof, you're going to need mama. that advantage. 18. You have you no bonus to your stealth? Knew. You don't think that uh, Harnet sees, but there are definitely elves behind That's you. Fine. I don't care. Whatever. Um, I, I got to try. So you're making a little rope f- flame bracelet? Okay, so you give yeah. it to him. Okay. Uh, well, I got to try and cast Oh, <laughs> the spell. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Roll your D100, please. So this might take a while. <laughs> God's make this go on fire. God's make this go on fire. Please, God, make this go on fire. Just work. <laughs> 28. It does not work. 88. It works. Okay. Um, so the thing with this is that it bursts into flames, but it does not burn you when you yeah, touch it? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Uh, okay. Uh, so I've cut it off. I have it. I tie it in a, in a nice little knot and uh, turn around. And, and a great show of display of pulling out of my pocket. I brandish it. And thank him for his great hospitality and, and hold it outstretched in my palm. He looks at it, and he's a little shocked that you're holding a flaming object in your hand without being burned or without it hurting. And he boldly reaches out and grabs it with his hand, looking almost like he expected to be burned and finding it somewhat surprising to not be burned. And he takes it, and he gestures towards his wrist vaguely uh, as a question. Yeah, and a uh, motion, yes. And he slips it on, and he says, Thank you for this 
thing. Unique <laughs> gift. <laughs> I should Drum actually. It. I should start making these. It's <laughs> just party favors. You are just welcome. carry them around in your bag. You are welcome to stay with me at my home as long as you like. Thank you. You're very kind. So, you said you came to see me. Thomas had some questions for you. Indeed? Yes. So I was curious about you. Apparently, the, you pe- the people. I'm going to just say the <laughs> you whole people. thing. I'm not going to say you people, but the, like the people who are descended of the gods walking. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So, you, <laughs> you have a thing that you have that you said you just go for a walk. How do you mean? You walk, and then you're in the woods forever. Oh. Okay. And I wanted to know more about that. I do not know too much about this. However, I have a brother who is a storyteller who might be able to share a few more details with you. All right. May we be introduced and meet him? Of course. I, I will let one of my friends here take you to... His dwelling. Is his dwelling nearby? Yes. He lives here with me at our family home. I just was making sure it wasn't like Alohuara nearby. (laughs) (laughs) Alohuara does not live nearby us. She is a good distance away. Anyway, uh, (laughs) no, he lives just somewhat lower down on the hill. Then thank you for your hospitality. Of course. And like I said, for as long as you like. All right. Then we're going to go meet him. May I have my... Amulet? Of course, but I shouldn't think that you will need it. How so? He is very gifted with languages. All right. He, he hands it back uh, <laughs> as he says that. All right, then I'm going to walk out the door. Okay. Uh, Drummond and Freddy, what are you doing? Um, same thing. Going to bow um, uh, and uh, thank him again and follow our dude bro. Okay. Yep. everyone before i let you go i just wanted to say thanks for listening as always and don't forget to mark it down on your calendars that our next episode comes out in two weeks on wednesday january the 27th until then remember that you can always get in touch with us on social media at go stronghold or at our website go and keep it nerdy my friends